go out and get it. You see something you like, make the plan, put yourself in that path to make it happen. This is At WCSU, the podcast that tells you everything about Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz here with Pete Puccio in the basement of Whitehall. And today we're going to talk to a really successful alum who uh, went here probably 20 years ago, studied business and marketing management, and has made a really successful career for herself in marketing. She is a partner in a New York firm. She gets to work from home here in Danbury, though, and uh, hires freelancers, maybe some of our students here and there. And she'll tell you how she went about uh, what her path was as a graduate to successful businesswoman. Yeah, and how she's trying to get her husband to uh, follow his passions. That's right. She's making so much money he yeah. can retire, <laughs> which is like every man's yeah, dream. That'd be right? nice. Sure. All right, and then uh, and then we're going to talk about some events coming up, stuff you don't want to miss, mostly just the things that Paul and I were mostly interested in. That's, That's right, how this things works. we might go to. Yeah. And uh, and maybe other random conversations about oh, WestCon. I guarantee there'll be random conversations. Yes. Okay. That's, That's kind of what we charm. do. Yeah, the charm. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here with Monica Nagersheth. Monica, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And you have a personal history with WestCon. You're a graduate. I am. I graduated in 1993. Gosh, I hate saying that. Um, from the Insel School of Business. Yeah. And what was your uh, major? Um, it was management. So at the time, I wasn't sure. Hey, I want, I want to go into management. Do I want to go into marketing? Took a bunch of marketing classes. Um, but I'm really glad I chose management track. Mm. Why is that? You know, it's the knowledge, the takeaways are transferable into any position that you have. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not so micro-focused that it has no application anywhere else. It has a very broad application base. And I think um, just the foundations that I learned in, through those classes have really helped to... Um, grow my teams, to manage my teams, to work alongside my teams. There are so many people who say they, they focus on marketing or another discipline. They don't have any management uh, training, but they're made a manager and uh, they're good people, but they don't know how to manage. It's very uh, mm -hmm. tough on them and on their teams too. Would you like to name any of the bad managers you've had? Mm, I would love to, but you know what? Even the bad managers you learn from, right? Hmm. I don't think I've ever had a manager where I didn't walk away with something. I guess I have to agree with you on that now that I think about it. And uh, the so describe where you are right now. Uh, in your pro so, professional career. Yeah. So I'm at Meld Advertising, um, a partner, mm -hmm. and we are a small boutique agency based out of New York. However, our model is such that we all work remotely. Mm -hmm. We, in fact, don't have a home office base per se that we all 
you know, go into. Um, and exciting is we're opening a second office as we speak in Dubai. Wow. Yeah. So our clients are amongst the Fortune 100 companies of the world. Um, one particular client that we have is based in Dubai, um, mm. and we handle all of their marketing for the Middle East. And they said, you know what? It would be much more efficient if you could just open up shop here. So we are. It, because of the time zone, I imagine, for one thing, right? The time, time zone. And there's something to be said for conducting business face-to-face -face mm -hmm. in certain situations, especially when you're talking about worldwide markets. Yes. Is it a cultural thing, partly, uh, that it's uh, easier to do face-to-face -face and understand each other? It is, um, but it's also entrenchment of the market. So you are living, breathing mm. their world. Mm -hmm. So when we're, for example, writing or designing materials, mm -hmm. um, we understand them easier, quickly. Mm -hmm. So at least to a better product. You're not going to move to no. Dubai, are you? No, but I am going to visit. Oh. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is very exciting. You're, uh, it, how old is Meld? It's about seven years old. Mm -hmm. I joined... Um, about a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic, hmm. ironically enough. And we've grown to at least sixfold in one year. And why is that? How did you do it? Um, lots of different factors. We have an amazing team. So because of, of the way we are um, built, mm -hmm. we operate with lots of freelancers the gig economy, right, mm -hmm. is fully on display here and all of the benefits. This allows us to pull talent uh, from the best of the best, um, affording the flexibility that they're looking for, the lifestyle that they're looking for, tapping into these talented individuals would otherwise not be feasible for mm -hmm. an agency our size. Mm -hmm. Um so we are able to expand and contract based on our the needs of our clients. We have added some talent to our group that has expanded the base of our offerings, thereby taking our existing client base and just going deeper, mm. deeper in what we're able to offer them, um, a wider you know, array of services, deeper knowledge, deeper insights based on the talent that we've brought in with that inherent history mm -hmm. or knowledge in their vertical space. So, and we've been really fortunate to have such amazing clients that advocate for us, that champion for us, that are our biggest cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. So we've done zero amount of promotional wow. materials, promotional campaigns, outreach. We've done nothing. We haven't had time for it. <laughs> it has been organic growth, word of mouth. Yeah, that's really great. And the gig economy, as you mentioned, um, sometimes is described disparagingly, especially when you're talking about <clears throat> people driving cars for Lyft or whatever. It's a, that's a tough, can be a tough um, way to make a living. But for creative uh, people, it can be really good, right? You work for, you, the people who you hire work for different agencies, I imagine, and different types of work. And... Um, 
can uh, have a really interesting uh, and profitable uh, career. Absolutely. And I have to say, you know, though we work with um, really at this freelance model, mm -hmm. the core team <laughs> is 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 a stable core team that mm -hmm. works Monday to Friday, you know, more than nine to five, but yep. a, basically a steady role within the organization. So you would never know there were freelancers that were contractors that were gig workers. Right. Um, we in fact don't even have time to take on a second role. The option is always there. Mm -hmm. If we'd like to, if there's a passion project, if there's an opportunity that comes to the table, but We've been fortunate. We haven't had that issue. Mm -hmm. It's different from when you graduated from WestCon, though, or even when you got mm. your master's degree, right? It's Sacred Heart. It's a different um, economy now or opportunities now than there were then, I think, right? Mm, different opportunities. Markets changed completely. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all used to going into an office of some sort on a regular basis and sitting in your cubicle or in your office or around conference tables and conference rooms, um, sometimes back to back all day. Yeah. <laughs> that has certainly changed. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see in the next 20 years what uh, changes with techno what technology enables and, um, you know, what the economy does too. Uh, things mm -hmm. we can't predict now, I think. I mean, unless you Absolutely. have. Do you have any predictions? Predictions. I don't have any predictions, but I'm excited to see what's coming next mm. because the pandemic has certainly shifted everyone's way of working, mm -hmm. right? Uh, especially ours. Most of our clients still do not go into the office, still cannot take face-to-face -face meetings. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to change. You know, they're not going to be allowed to stay at home and work full time. I don't think. Um, no. But I'm, I'm curious to see how corporate cultures are going to shift in the coming year mm -hmm. um, and create this perhaps hybrid work situation because there is a spotlight on this work-life balance, mm -hmm. um, right? There's pros and cons to being able to work remotely. Um, and there's definitely new stressors on employees and we're seeing that manifest itself in so many different ways that we couldn't have predicted. Um, you've got your single mom who used to go into an office, drop her kids off at daycare, um, put in her nine to five, come home, pick them up and carry on with life. Mm -hmm. Now she's working remotely from home with the kids in the house. Mm -hmm. How do you juggle that? Yeah. Effectively. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. But it is, um, but a lot of people I think are doing that, single moms or, or moms, parents. And um, it is, uh, so it is going to be a change from the traditional daycare um, model, I think. Even if businesses don't like it, they aren't going to know exactly what's going on at home, I don't think. Uh, no, they're not going to know. And if they do know, we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the number of times I've been on calls and presentations and the client has put, to put has to put themselves on mute because their toddler has come up asking for a snack. Right. 
right? It, it humanizes us or mm-hmm. the dog barking in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's that part of the pandemic, what, you know, the pandemic has done to our business world and has kind of put us all on equal footing mm-hmm. as partners, as we're all human, we're all in this together. We all have kids, dogs, something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And also, I think working from home or before we worked at home and I did it for a year and a half and uh, don't do it now, but uh, I thought, well, before we worked at home, we would, the Royal, we would uh, decide, would maybe resent getting a call after five o'clock from the boss about something. But now there's um, more of this work-life balance, I think I would call it, where hey, if I need to leave at one to do something, uh, to go to the bank for something and come back, it's okay. And it's also okay when I uh, am working after the traditional nine to five hours. Um, most of the time, too, it's kind of made it easier to uh, work longer hours or more unusual hours, but also um, work them into your regular life. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yep. I think we're all making those types of trade-offs mm-hmm. for the better. When you graduated from WestCon, did you envision you'd be in this kind of job and in this kind of place with uh, managing people and being a partner in a firm, et cetera? I hoped for it. Hmm. That was my goal. Um, it, it's hard to make those goals. You know, I, I still, the position that I'm in right now, the organization that I'm with right now was not on a long-term horizon. It was something which kind of organically came to be. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been a nice surprise every step of the way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think I'm very fortunate. It's good for new for students and for new graduates or recent graduates to hear that, I think, because uh, it turns out one's career changes over time and opportunities come up that you hadn't thought about or um, didn't know were be available at the different times uh, that work out. It's better than, I don't know, my dad worked, you know, in the same job uh, the, his whole uh, career, and a lot of people's parents did. It just doesn't happen that way anymore. It doesn't happen that way. You know, the idea of pensions are gone, right? <laughs> yep. The idea, <laughs> that's, I don't think many people even know what those are anymore, Mm-mm. sadly. No, you're right. Um, right, and and a lot of companies, unfortunately, don't offer a career path so you can um, see yourself five years down the road, mm-hmm. right? It's something you have to go out and get. Totally true. If So go out and get it. You see something you like, make the plan, put yourself in that path to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Even though there may be little kind of side paths and windy roads, that's okay. Take away, you know, those learnings. Yeah. Do you have Gen Z team members or, you know, in their 20s? We do. Um, I have to say we have a nice blend of team members from every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and do they do their jobs the way you want them to? They 
do their jobs effectively. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think part of part of being a manager is allowing people to work in a fashion, in a work style that works for them, mm -hmm. but still works for the company, right? It may not be the way I would like mm -hmm. for them to work. However, if they're getting the job done effectively on task per the creative brief within budget, then it works. Mm, you're a good manager. They must I like don't know if everyone would you. agree with that. I but think yeah, they would. Hmm. Have them talk to me if they don't, okay? Okay, got it. <laughs> Why did you choose Westcon to attend? Um, at the time, it made sense for my life. Mm -hmm. um, I needed to be close to the area. I knew I wanted to pursue something within the business category. Um, and Ansel School of Business had a great reputation. Yep. So... And the campus was beautiful. The West Side campus was, you know, where I took the majority of my business classes. It was a great facility. I had no reason to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up in Danbury? I grew up in the greater Danbury area, mm -hmm. yeah. And when you say um, you wanted to, um, I think you said you wanted to stay close to home. Mm -hmm. Why was that? Um, because I needed to just stick close to my family, um, help out with the family business. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, those were, that was the driving force. Did you feel okay about that? Yeah. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I compromised in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of our students, uh, do the same thing and feel the same way. What kind, <clears throat> what was the family business? Um, we had a jewelry business. Oh, that's interesting. So it was retail. Mm -hmm. Retail is tough, right? Yeah. Seven days a week. Seven days a week, yeah. So mm -hmm. you were always um, well outfitted, though, with jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and is that partly what gave, made you want to go into business? Was there experience in the helping out in the family business? Yeah, you know, it's something that I always grew up with. Um, I think I've always had a business mindset. It always made sense to me. Still to this day in marketing, there's such um, an aspect of sales involved mm -hmm. that people just don't even realize. Mm -hmm. For me, it's in inherent in everything we push out the door. Yeah, exactly. Would you like to name your favorite teacher and your least favorite uh, teacher here at Westcom? They were all wonderful. I would never. <laughs> you got the marketing thing going. Of course. <laughs> so you're so successful now. Has uh, Have you offered to let your husband retire and, uh, you know, live a life of leisure, or start another enterprise or anything? It's funny. I do encourage him to go out and pursue his passion project. Wow. So, hey, I'm, I'm ready for it. So you're a good wife, too. I mean, I tell him that. Let's see if, you know, he may not always agree with me. <laughs> he does, I think. And we're talking here on the day after Election Day, and uh, your guys uh, won. A lot of Republicans yeah. won around here. They did. They did. I'm and, happy for them. Yeah. Monica and her husband especially is involved in the re local Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And but he's good. He can talk to Democrats too. He's not, Absolutely. not one of the weirdos. 
Not that any, I would call anybody a weirdo by name or anything like that, and I'm not implying any individual. <laughs> In case they listen to our podcast. Um, all right, so you uh, see yourself, do you see yourself... Um, uh, continuing in this uh, trend and being a, a big deal marketer uh, with a worldwide reach uh, for the rest of your career? You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it now. And it's all about perspective, right? I, I feel that I'm successful because I'm doing what I love in getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And creating some really great relationships, not only internally within our agency, but also with our clients. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to me, the combination of that is success. Yes. Right. Because I'm still able to attend the kids games or events Mm -hmm. or I'm not missing out on anything. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. So it's a nice little balance. Am I the owner of Saatchi and Saatchi in New York? No, but I also... This is, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. This is uh, what I've built, I think, for myself, and that's why I'm happy. Yeah. No, it sounds great. You're an excellent example for our students and a uh, um, great um, promotion for Westcon, too, of what you can do uh, with a little support from the local university. Absolutely. (laughs) So thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate the time. And we're going to um, mention you often as an excellent success story from Westcon. Thank you. And if you need any marketing help, you know where to come. That's right. (laughs) Thank you very much, Monica. Thanks for having me. All right, so now every student at WestCon knows what they have to do to have a successful career based on Monica Nagashev's path and what she did. That was it, problem solved. Yes. Just do exactly those things. If only I had known. Go back in time, mm-hmm. just st- follow her, do you know everything she does, and you're good. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's what I'm going to tell them all my actual children. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into it. Yeah, we know everybody listening here is uh, anxious, eager to find out what to do at WestCon for the next week or so. How would they find out what to do, Paul? They'll listen to us, and they can go to the WOW, uh, which is sent on email and is also on the website. What's the URL, Pete? wcsu.edu slash WOW. Yeah. And you can also find that on the My WCSU app on your uh, smart telephone. Which you should. <laughs> I, I call mine my smart camera, where I make <laughs> phone calls, too. Yeah, that's a thing lately is everybody talking about how we shouldn't even call them phones. They're not really phones. Like, yeah, I still I still make lots of phone calls. Yes. I know that makes me an old person. I do lots of other things on it, too, but it's not like I never use it as a phone. Right. Who has a landline on, anymore? Give me a break. No, but nobody who's complaining about that has a landline. <laughs> They're still using it to answer the phone sometimes. There you go. <clears throat> All right, so. What do we got coming up? Uh, November 15th, which is Monday, from 1230 to 3, there is a free make-your-own-Orbeez stress ball. I had to tell Paul what Orbeez were. He was unfamiliar. Uh, I, having two small children, know exactly what Orbeez are and what a mess they can become. (laughs) We had a huge bucket of them. My kids dumped it in the tub. 
so they were getting like broken up and the tub was trying to suck them down the drain and I was panicking and so pretty that's cool to what take you a do when you're a dad thing. kids oh yeah that's it that is very funny they do look kind of like fun and good stress relievers yeah and that's uh, brought to you by the Institute for Holistic Health which is in Whitehall, room 114. Yeah. And it uh, looks like Tuesday and Thursday from 1230 to 3. So check that out. Yeah, maybe every Tuesday and Thursday from now on. That'd be neat. Yeah. And something a little more serious, because that's what we do at a university. We have an upcoming Lake Symposium series, also on Monday, the November 15th from 7 to 9 p.m. It's free. And the title is Beyond Aquatic Invasive Plants. There's a lot of other things that are threatening our lakes, which we love here in western Connecticut. There's Candlewood Lake, but there's a bunch of other lakes all around Connecticut and in our region, too. And this is a whole ongoing... They've been doing this for a couple of years now, right? This, this series of talks? Yes. Yeah. And actually, they're going to have one on December 13th, too. What's that called? Uh, it looks like, Does Climate Change Impact Our Lakes? Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was aware of of invasive species from the, you know, you hear the stories about the people who release their pets into the wild, or there's like a famous story about an island, I think it was in the Pacific, that they were overrun with rats, so they brought in something to eat the snakes to eat the rats, and then they were overrun by snakes, so they had to bring in, you know, it's like all this crazy (laughs) stuff, and there's there's a lot of plants we have, there's, uh, uh, what is, burning bush, which is... um, winged euonymus that if you like this time of year if you drive around when the rest of the woods are cleared there'll be these bright red bushes and they're gorgeous they're i think they're native to japan but they're brutal they take over everything and they choke out the other plants and there's a bunch of that stuff and you see them all around yeah Yeah. there's a bunch of it up at the nature preserve which you know unfortunately but it's 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 really pretty but yeah there's a lot of stuff going on with the lakes too there's there's invasive plants that are, are choking out the the natural or the native life and um they have some really interesting ways to, to solve it. Beetles and things mm-hmm. that eat the, uh, and the sterile plants. carp. Yeah. And actually, several of our professors are behind this, uh, protecting the lakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they'll all be here. Yeah. So check this same. out. This is uh, November 15th again from 7 to 9. And, uh, you know, is... the public's invited. So if you're a student, you might have to sit next to some old person who oh. smells like. Uh, Mothballs or something, but you can move. Do people still smell like mothballs? Every once in a while. Every yeah. once. <laughs> nice. I'm planning not to. Let's. Here's hoping. All right, uh, November 16th. So that's Tuesday from 11:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. There's a Chinese calligraphy demo and workshop. I can only imagine it's in the VPAC. Uh, yeah, Westside Campus Center. I was wrong. Oh, boy. Yeah, so Tuesday, 1130 to 1230, uh, go learn how to do some Chinese calligraphy. That's really cool. And, uh, yeah, if you're artistic at all, I'm not. Pete isn't, but uh, <laughs> actually Pete played the tuba, so he is artistic in, in that way. In some ways, not when it comes to drawing. hands-on. I'm terrible. We do uh, the hand turkeys every year yeah. at Thanksgiving, <laughs> and, like, everybody's are terrific, and I just mine's just by hand. <laughs> I'll draw like some eyeballs on it. It's terrible. It's so that's, embarrassing. <laughs> that's hard to do too, yep, man. Every year, <laughs> my kids look like you know you could hang them in the museum. It's awful. Yeah, well. Hey, another Thanksgiving-related thing. There we go. Cookie decorating, and it's Thanksgiving cookie decorating. I don't know exactly what that is. There's always Christmas cookie decor- decorating, and and also like for Hanukkah, I guess. Why not? Too, don't leave out Thanksgiving. Huh? Don't leave out Thanksgiving. They can have cookies too. 
They can, but what do you decorate them mm. with? Pumpkins? Oh, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. A leaf? The cornucopia? <laughs> the horn of plenty, for those of you that aren't real fancy. Uh, so this is November 17th from 11 to 2 in the Midtown Student Center. Oh, it says, Pete, choose between a turkey or a leaf-shaped cookie. <gasps> you should that. take the leaf-shaped one. I will go with the leaf. I just recently heard about a thing some people are doing called Hanksgiving, where you show up to Thanksgiving dressed as Tom Hanks characters from all the various movies. Really? Yeah, kind of combining Halloween and Thanksgiving, I guess. But that's only because of his name, not because there's anything no, about just Thanksgiving. That just he a clever did. pun, yeah. He looks the same in all his movies, doesn't he? I guess... He's getting older one, now. That's true. And yeah. he was on the island dressed in a loincloth. Yeah, there's a, I heard a, an interview with him recently about that that was fascinating, that mm. whole story. I'll see if I can figure out where, where I heard it. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? Castaway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was pretty good. Yep. All right. Uh, November 18th from 4 to 5 p.m. Um, it's a weekly support group about uh, if you have concerns about substance abuse, either your own or a friend or a family member, uh, come together and... and Talk with the group and or just listen and, and get some uh, some support. Yeah, there's no bad time to say, hey, I'm going to do something about this. Yep, and that's every week uh, from four to five on Thursday, and that's in Haas Library, room five hundred eight. Yeah, just walk into the library. Don't look at anybody. Nobody will <laughs> look at you. They don't have to know what it's about. All right. Uh, another thing that same night. In November 18th, uh, the weekly coffee house, so from 8 to 10 p.m. And uh, this week is going to be the featured artist, Cassidy. Wow. Which, when I, when I first heard about this, I was getting emails about it, and we got this big event coming up. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, oh, Cassidy. I wonder if it's like, like an <laughs> Italian vocal group or something, <laughs> like Il Devo. Do you remember Il Devo when that yeah. came out? And I'm going on, and I'm just, you know, for a week, and I'm thinking about that, and what's it going to be, and what are the instruments going to be, and how many mics do I have to set up, and everything else. And I talk to somebody, and they're like, no, it's a girl named Cassidy. It's like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Cassidy. You're getting old, Pete. <laughs> I am. So anyway, so that's regular coffee house uh, in the student center. I guess they're calling it the commuter corner now. No, but it's below the cafeteria, can... down in that back yeah, corner. Yeah, in the basement. So, yep. So come check that out. There's some free food. Hang out with some people. That'll be good. Yeah. And she must be good because she keeps coming back. I've never actually made it to one of her shows. But. I think Walt, um, what's his name? Kramer? Yeah. Says that uh, just adores her. Oh, nice. Yeah. He runs uh, Coffee House. So he says she's just wonderful. Great. Well, I'll have to make it a point to go this week. And he's a music guy. Yeah. Just like you are. Oh. <laughs> All right. Last one. Uh, how do you pronounce that, Pete? Uh, Afrogaza. Afrogaza, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It has a beautiful flyer. If you see a copy of it, you'll recognize it right away. Yeah. So this year's uh, African Caribbean Student Association Fashion Show uh, is going to be November, November 19th. So that's Friday at 630 uh, in Ives Concert Hall. Open to the WCSU campus only. It is free. And they put on a great show. They do this every year. They rehearse forever. Um, it's really, really impressive. I've heard it's a really great time. Yeah, People I've done it a few a times. Time, I know yeah. you know we've we've hosted it a bunch. So uh, come down and check it out Friday at six thirty and support your your students as they strut their stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. <laughs> 
So there is a lot to do here at WestCon. Yep. And um, actually, I was talking to Rada Krell, one of our co-hosts, occasional co-hosts from the biology department. She had this idea about maybe having a segment in each of our podcasts, having students come in and tell us about the latest lingo and how we shouldn't be saying strut your stuff anymore because that's old. Yeah, well. We did that actually with one of our... Barbara used to teach you. Yeah. yeah. The she taught you about spilling the tea. the tea and yeah, all those things. Just and, teach Paul uh, slang. We'll have to get somebody new. Yeah. And because Rada does not know it, she'd be the one <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be teaching it to. Yeah, that works. We got to get Rada back in here. Yeah, that's what we were talking about things. Cool. All right. Well, if you guys have any have any requests who you want to have on the show, you can uh, email us at podcasts at wcsu.edu or find us on social media and let us know what you uh, what you want to hear about. Yeah, or if you have any questions in general about WCSU, uh, write us at that email address and we will answer them. Yeah, we'll find you the answer. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah, I guess I do too. So for at WCSU, I'm Paul Steinmetz. He's Pete Puccio. And this is at WCSU. (laughs) (laughs) That works. (laughs) We'll see you next week. All right. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.